Single, a mom, an entrepreneur, juggling it all and talking about topics while on the go. Hi, I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. Are you ready to listen to the best podcast that's real, inspiring, and sometimes cringe? Okay, get ready, get comfy, and go! Hello, everyone. This is Goten Lisa, and I'm your host, Lisa Waldron, and this is On The Go. Guys, I just came back from Jamaica, but while in Jamaica, um, I only packed, you know, I love the beach, and I only packed, like, a lot of bathing suits. So a lot of the bathing suits that I have are two-piece, one-piece. It's either those two choices. But a lot of the two-pieces that I had have are basically when I had lost weight a while ago. So of course I gained weight. Of course I went to the beach. The first day I put on one of the two-piece bathing suits. And guys, I have to tell you, it was not flattering. I was like, OMG. But you know what? It's my body and I still wore it. And thank goodness it was a private beach where people saw me, even my son's um, father's family saw me. Everyone's stranger saw me. But you know what? Is anybody's body perfect? No. So until I lose the weight or until then, I am not going to let this extra weight that I have stop me from going to the beach. And that's what happened. But if you want to see how I look, go check out Go to Lisa on YouTube and check out my Jamaica vlogs. All right. Now on to today's episode. Hello everyone, it is season 21. Can you believe it? It is May 5th, 2023, and exactly on May 5th, 2018 is when I started the Go Ten Lisa podcast. So it's actually five years, guys. Five years. And I was trying so hard back then in 2018 to make it on May 4th. I think it was a tie between May 4th, May 5th when it actually came out. So I I still in my head think it's May 4th, but I know it was May 5th, if that makes sense. But either way, guys, five years since I've been doing the podcast, everybody and their mama, their grandmother, everybody, I think the question now is who doesn't have a podcast? Because people I thought would never have a podcast have a podcast. Every corner I look, I see someone starting a podcast. Hey, do you, you know, but I was one of the original, you know, people back then that started like five years ago. I think it became more popular during the pandemic time, but Hey, there's different stuff that people are talking about to different people. And that's cool. But I'm over here just doing my own thing on the go. Go 10 Lisa podcast with me, Lisa Waldron. I am so thankful that I've reached five years and 21 seasons into it, you know, but if you're new to my podcast, basically what I do is that I do 10 episodes per season. Then I take a three week break and then I come back with a brand new season. Just like that people, just like that. And I don't know what's happening with my device right now, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, guys, so 
has it been perfect during the five years? Absolutely not. Have I grown? Yeah. Can I do better? Absolutely. But here's the thing, guys. I am so... I I had in my head, I had it planned out what I wanted for season 21. But of course, a lot of that had to do with my trip to Jamaica because I went home to Jamaica because I am Jamaican and I was born and raised there, even though I've lived in the States for many, 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 many years. <laughs> I'm not that old, guys, but it's been... Yeah, I've been in the States for a long time. So I tell people that I've recently met in Jamaica because I just returned to Jamaica after 25 years. And even fellow Jamaican strangers are like, oh my gosh, 25 years? Like, what took so long? Like, oh my gosh. And you know what my response is? Life. I think I had already explained it in one of the episodes during the five years, um, but I'll go ahead and update it because I can't even keep track. I really need to... um, um, catalog. I, I have all my episodes and go over everything, but you know, sometimes I go off script, you know, sometimes I talk about whatever it comes into my spirit at that time for me to talk about, you know, cause I feel like somebody out there is listening. Somebody needs to hear it at the time. But basically guys, it's such a long story, but if you have time to listen, here it goes. Um, you know, I, you know, we came to the States when we were young. I'm the oldest of my siblings. And basically, um, you know, my maternal grandparents were still there. And I love, 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 love my grandmother, 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 my maternal grandmother. And basically, um, when we left to go to New York, that's where we went after we went from the States, we would always go back to Jamaica for the summer break. We would always go back for summer break. I would always write letter to my grandparents, you know, and, and stuff like that. And basically, um, when I was 14, my grandmother died and my grandfather was still out there, but it wasn't the same. And I think everyone kind of like stopped going and they weren't traveling as much. You know what I mean? Because, you know, grandmothers, you know, both grandmothers and grandfathers love their grandkids, but the grandmothers do a little extra bit more, you know, and then um, life, you know, then we got older and, you know, I still went back. I still went back even before I had my son. Then when I had my son, I took him down there for the family to see, um, but, um, my grandfather had died before, uh, my son was born. So then definitely nobody was really going as much also. Um, but I still like went down because my uncle was there. One of my aunts and her family was still there. And I think when that aunt, my mother's sister, um, they went to the States then and, and then that uncle died. It was like, it was just like dwindling down, if that makes sense. So after three months of, of me, you know, when my son was three months and I took him down there, I never had a chance to go back. I wanted to, but here is the thing that a lot of people don't talk about, but I'll talk about it again. You know, I'm a single parent, meaning that, you know, his father and I are not married, right? Or 
you know. And I was going to say something else, but I was going to say not yet, but I was also going to say not we were or whatever. But anyway, we don't know what the future holds. But anyway, um, but anyway, um, so at the time we were not, you know, on and off, on and off throughout the years, you know, his father and I, and it came a point where I really wanted uh, my son to go. I really wanted to go, right? Like right before he turned teenager, I wanted to go. But the thing about being a single parent and traveling internationally that a lot of people don't know is that you have to have the other parent sign documentation that um, pretty much per the U.S. is like they don't want you kidnapping like your own child because a lot of people are into custody battles and stuff like that. And a lot of people um, marry outside of their race or whatever, or live in different, their families are in different countries. So I guess there must have been a lot of cases where, you know, during custody battle, one of the parents may take the kid or children out of the country to their home country and the other parent doesn't see them ever again. You know, it's sad, but it does happen. And so with the passport situation for me to... I did have a passport for my son. I think you can get a passport like, okay, so I think what happened was that, if I remember, either I got it on my own or his father did sign off for the passport when he was younger, like from zero to, I think for the first couple of months, they can travel on their birth certificate. But then after that, I'm trying to remember because I remember in my mind that I can see my son as a little boy, but I don't remember. He had a passport, so I guess I could obtain it by myself when he was younger, or maybe his father did sign off on it. But anyway, when it came to before teenage years, the passports expire. So the passports are either eight or 10 years, or at least it was back then, or something like that. So then at that time, um, his father and I were really not on speaking terms. Um, you know, we go through our ups and downs and, and I tell everyone, don't try and figure us out. You never will. Only we will. We're the kind of people that we could not be talking or we see each other. And then we just rush into each other and just, uh, I'm just going to say, make mad, passionate love or something like that or rush into each other's arms, and, and it's like we just pick up like, you know, whatever. But the thing about his father and I is that we talk openly and candidly, um, you know. So there was a time when we did rekindle um, a few years ago um, our relationship, and that time, you know, I had lost weight, you know, I looked like my old self again a little bit, and, um, you know, I was like coming into myself, because at that time in my life, I knew what I wanted, you know, ladies out there, if you can relate, meaning that I actually told him that if he had asked me to marry him, I would say no. At that particular stage in my life, I knew what I wanted and I knew I deserved the best and I knew I am somebody's number one. And I don't want to be considered number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight down the road. Uh, uh, you know, I want the man to love me, be in love with me kind of thing or whatever. But anyway, during that time frame, he and I hashed out everything, guys. We had some raw, tough, 
conversations because I think deep down we care for each other and we both were hurt on different levels. You know, we hurt each other. And um, so we got it out and we told each other how we felt, you know, you know, what one may have done to the other, what the other may have done to the other, how we felt in the moment, where are we now, you know what I mean? And I think it was a relief because sometimes when you're going through pain or something, you're thinking that, oh, they just did this to hurt me, but you don't understand the reason why. And it's not really intentional hurt or stuff like that. Or sometimes it may have been, or maybe just a wake up call. I don't know, but I am so thankful that he is my son's father. I mean, we've gone through some rough, I mean, (laughs) and, and all I can say is that I'm thankful that, um, we must love each other in order to go through that, still be able to laugh with each other, if that makes sense, and still take care of each other and still be there for each other. And even though we are in different areas in our lives right now, we still, um, you know, we still, we're still, we're still us, if that makes sense. And I told him the other day, you know, because he was also in Jamaica when I was in Jamaica. And um, and I said, I think I'm getting more emotional as I'm getting older. I don't know why, but I think I am. I think with Mojo passing away, um, you know, one of my dogs, my babies, and I still have Lucky here and my son. It's like, I did a lot. I did a lot as a single parent. So even though we may have this thing that we have together, I still did the bulk of the work as far as a single parent, you know what I mean? And, um, basically with the whole passport situation that people don't talk about is that, um, you have until they reach 16 years of age, um, where both parents have the consent. So because we weren't really, um, talking or going through a rough patch at that time, um, he would have, cause we were both living in Florida at the time also. So we both had to go down to the passport place. And then it was always a conflict, always a conflict and scheduling conflict as far as when we're supposed to go, this, this, and that. And, you know, it was so frustrating that I was just like, forget it. You know, I'll wait till he turns 16. Then when he, cause when you, when the kid turns 16, then only the single parent can um file for the passport you know you don't have to have the consent of the other one because i guess in the u.s eyes by 16 you're in a halfway an adult or whatever the case may be so when 16 turn around and i'm like okay son let's go get our passport let's go get your passport rather he didn't want to because he was a teenager at the time and then his head was filled with girls and soccer and tennis and mostly soccer and girlfriend and all this kind of stuff. He had no interest, none whatsoever in regards to traveling, in regards to leaving or whatever. So in that moment, I was like, I could have left and gone by myself, but I didn't. I was so in, in, you know, wrapped up into work, work was stressing me out, you know? So when people ask me, what took so long, girl? What took so long? Why 25 years? Oh my gosh, 25 years. You know what I said? Life. 
life. Because here we are right now in May in 2023, and look how fast that went. By the time we blink, the year is almost finished. So we're so wrapped up into our own troubles, our own stresses in life that we forget to enjoy ourselves. You know what I mean? And plus, by the time I did want to go, here comes the pandemic. You get what I'm trying to say? Then they had restrictions on a lot of countries. And I'm like, I'm not traveling because I didn't want to get stuck and all this kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. And then when everything was lifted and, and then, you know, 2022 was just horrible. And I was like going into 2023, not really feeling anything, but I knew that the word of the year that I chose, or, you know, I had it since October of 2022, I was like, you know what, for 2023, this is my, this is going to be my word of the day. Um, word of the year rather, not day. And it came to me and I said, I don't know how this is going to be, you know, but it just came to me. You have to feel what your word is and you know, how it's calling you and what have you. And somehow miraculously everything worked out. So, but what was even stranger was that since January, even though I was still mourning Mojo and everything, I think like around February, I started, no, it was January because I called my son's father and I was like, and I was like, Jamaica is calling me. (laughs) It's calling me. I can feel it in my spirit. I don't know why, but something is saying that I need to get up and I need to go to Jamaica right now. So I actually was supposed to go to Jamaica like around February-ish kind of. And then I don't know what happened. And I was like, I still wasn't into it, you know, a little bit depressed, you know, and, you know, crying, you know, and stuff like that. But I kept watching all these YouTube videos about Jamaica and, you know, watching people. And I'm like, yeah. And then I turned it off for a while and I'm like, it's still calling me. And then, you know, in March, I I got into the car accident and I was like, I wasn't even thinking about Jamaica right now. I was thinking about, oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Um, somebody hit my car and, um, and then left the scene and this whole bunch of stuff. So for the whole month of March, I did not have a car, didn't have a car and I had to rent a car and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? Somewhere, somewhere towards the ending of March. Is that how it went? Somewhere between the end of, cause we're now in, yeah, somewhere in the middle of March, I said, you know what? Jamaica is still calling me. I can still feel it. Like I need to get away. I need to get away. And basically I started looking for flights <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. But somehow I've been working way too hard. I've been working on my business. I've been working on this. I haven't had a vacation since this whole pandemic. We haven't left the house. I mean, did we even go to Florida? I don't even think we went to Florida. I think Justin, my son, went to Florida and I wanted to go with him because he was going to his um, grandmother's, his paternal grandmother's husband's funeral. And, um... So yeah, so then I wanted to go. Remember guys, I told you, I don't know if you remember if you've been listening, but I wanted to go like two years ago, like I think 2021-ish, 
beginning of 2022, somewhere around there, I wanted to go. But guess what? My son delayed me by telling me at that time he had just gotten a promotion from his job. And I was like, take the vacation now before you start training. Because once you start training, that's it. And I said, listen, I've been around the block, meaning that I've been around in this corporate world, in this job world for a long, long time. And I can tell you from experience from all these years, take your vacation. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, jobs come and go. (laughs) Just as I said that, guys, he didn't go on vacation. He made me delay it. I could have left. I could have been down there. I could have gotten away, you know, spend time for myself because we all need that break from our kids, our husband, our mates, or whatever, children or whatever, our life. We need a break. And I had to tell my son, you're working, 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 you know, because you're young into the work field, you know. You're listening to Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each week by typing in Go, G-O, the number 10, 1, 0, L-I-S-A. It's all one word. Go Ten Lisa. Go Ten Lisa Podcast can be found on any podcast app. Just type it in. See my pink hair. Know it's me. Listen to an episode and get caught up on all the episodes and tell a friend, subscribe and share. So guys, I was basically telling my son that, you know what, you're going to have to learn, but I'm telling you from experience that take care of yourself and not so much the job. But you know, he was young, you know, his boss loved him at the time. He loved the job at the time. You know, he just got in this big promotion after being there for a short time and he worked hard. He's have good worth ethic from both his parents. You know, you know, he has, he has that, you know, and he's a leader for his coworkers and stuff like that. Right. And so I was like, are you kidding me? But you know what? He was scared. And just like all of us, when we were that age, we were scared to even take a break, take a vacation because it, it looks bad. It looks bad in front of our boss's eyes. If we do this and we do that and we won't get a raise, we won't get a promotion. Oh, please. I, you have to go through it to get it. And as you get older, you will get it. Take time out for you. Because I tell you, when they get ready to lay you off, you think they're going to think about, oh, this person didn't take vacation. No. No, by the time they lay you off, they already had that in the works for the past six months prior for you getting that notice. So I I worked for a company where I've seen how they outlined it and everything like that, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, thankfully, because I knew my stuff, I didn't have to go through that. I think I went through it once where they did lay me off, lay off my whole department, but I was the only one that came back. And I came back with um, getting more money and stuff like that. But sometimes when you when they do that, it's like they use you, you know, because they know you know your stuff and they want to pigeonhole you into one area and don't make you leave also, you know. So if I have to give you any advice today into season 21, it's to take time out for yourself and take vacation. Because when I actually calculated I haven't taken a real vacation since before the pandemic. It's going on like six years because a little bit before that. I was like, wow, six years and I haven't been to the beach? What? 
how did it slip through my hands like that? When I went every year, like two or three times a year to the beach, to Florida or somewhere. But let me tell you guys, in regards to my son, I would say probably six months later, he ended up quitting the job. Uh-huh. And then he ended up getting another job that let that he was only there temporarily and then he got the job that he's in right now. The same thing happened, being promoted and all that kind of stuff and whatever. But I'm trying to encourage him more and more to take time off and go and relax. Go and relax, young people. Go and relax. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? There are some jobs that don't pay for vacation and there are some jobs that do. Whether they pay for vacation or not, still, take a couple of days and go and chillax, hang out with your friends. I think he even went, he did, he did take time, but he just didn't want to go with me, guys. <laughs> That's what it is. He didn't want to go with me. He didn't want to hang out with his mother. He, he Because I remember during the pandemic, in the middle of the, like, beginning, he and his friends went to... I think they went to Tennessee or something like that to visit one of the other friend's grandmother and they all just got into a car and hang out and drove and, you know, whatever. And we were like, it's a pandemic. What are you doing? Stay in your yard. Stay at your house. What are you doing? You know, and, you know, all the young people were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But anyway, guys, I had so much fun in Jamaica and um so that explains the whole 25 years why it took 25 years um but i actually did travel like i think my last travel was around 2018 or 19 within the united states so i did travel within the us it's just internationally it has been 25 years and if you also have been following me you also know that in 2020 was when we were going to take the big trip to italy um, with my girlfriends and taking a girl trip, and then of course, what was the who was the first place to get hit with the pandemic? Italy. <laughs> so it's like okay, maybe that's a sign not to go, but maybe one day we will. There's so many places that I want to go, and travel is not the word of the year for me, but um, but you know it kind of ties in with my word a little bit, but anyway. The bottom line is, guys, is that when I was on vacation in Jamaica, visiting friends and family, and just having that quiet time to myself at the private beach of my in-laws, them, and everything, um, I just, it just reconfirms what it is that I want in life, and I know what I want. And I just experienced a little bit of it while I was in Jamaica. And there's no place like home. And I was telling someone and they were like, I get it. It's like your mother's home. That's what the person said. It's like you're, you went back to your mother's home home. I understood what they meant, but I also get it. It's my home home. It's where I was born and raised. I tell people I'm so thankful, thankful to God that I was born and raised in Jamaica of all places because I was able to see how good it was back then, how people live like, you know, it's nothing like the United States. Like I was telling um, one of my sons, 
um, father's cousin, I said, in the United States, the neighbors, I don't really talk to my neighbors more than so. And he was like, no, you can't live like that. Because suppose something happened and you want to call out to your neighbor, which is true, which is true. But with everything that's going on now, and now I hear that some little boy got shot because they were knocking on the door. I mean, the world is getting ah, stranger and stranger and stranger every moment of the day to the point that there's a lot of fear going on in this world that's crippling a lot of people and people staying home. They don't want to travel. They don't want to do this and they want to do that. And I totally get it because I myself said I like being at home. There are lots of people who they're comfortable at home. Their comfort space is their home. You know, sometimes you do have to adventure out and you do have to tackle the supermarkets or the doctors. You know, you can, you know, you know, I even said it back then in my podcast that I love being in my own bubble. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's it's that fear, but it's also comfortable. It's like, I I do like being in my bubble as far as I don't want to hear a lot of the noise. I don't want to hear a lot of the things that's going on. I'm not oblivious to it. It's not that I don't care, but for my own sanctuary and for my own peace of mind, it's like, all I can do is just pray, pray for peace and pray for kindness, pray for love in this world. Because there is evilness in this world and it's showing more and more and more and we have to battle it. I mean, let me give you an example, you know, whether it's fear or anxiety or whatever, you know, that's also a big thing to combat. And I was telling my son's father, I said, oh my gosh, just before I got on the plane, it's like this massive anxiety and fear came over me to the point that it was, I felt like if you listen to when I talked about when I went on a business trip to Texas and what happened on that trip, I felt like I almost did it again. And I'll tell you what happened when I got on my, because I had like a connecting flight to go to Jamaica. And when I got on the flight, I mean, you need to watch Go to Lisa um, vlogs to see my experience and what I went through. I, had a, I did not have a good experience with JetBlue. I've always told people that JetBlue is one of my favorite airplanes to travel on with Delta, but not anymore. Not anymore. And um, maybe because I haven't traveled in a while, maybe I'm not in with the everything, but there were so many delays. There were so many issues, you know, but most of the delays, if, it's, if it wasn't them, it was TSA taking forever. I mean, it was the long, long lines. It was the workers being stressed out. It was a shortage of workers. It was it was a whole bunch of everything colliding when it came to the point that my son's father was like, what's happening to you? Like, why is everything happening when you're traveling? I said, I don't know. To, to a point that I felt like, is this a sign for me not to go? Like, like what's happening here? I don't even know. But a massive fear and anxiety came over me to the point that I was going to ring. We were on the, 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 the driveway again of the airplane to take off. We were like second in place. Here we go again. And I was about to ring it to tell him stop. Like I was panicking. Then I looked over to this um, Spanish guy next to me and I'm looking at him because there was no one in between us. Right. And I'm looking at him like, and I said to him, I am feeling nervous only to look at him to see he was nervous as well. So in that moment, people, 
I said to myself, either you ring the button and you stop the plane and we're delayed again, or in that moment, you better take a grip and you, and you better speak victory over yourself. In that moment, I said to myself, oh my God, nobody can help me. That's what I actually said to myself. Nobody can help me. I only can help myself. And there I put on my um, Pandora music and, you know, my favorite group is the Bee Gees. And of course, it just happened to be playing. I even had a, a, a puzzle that I was doing. So I had backups to distract my mind, but it was overtaking my body like with a massive force. I was like, what is going on here? And I was like, if I'm not careful, I don't want to drop dead of, you know, God forbid of anxiety and fear crippling my body like this. And I just kept looking at the guy, <laughs> looking at the guy and I'm looking out the, the window. I had the window shade a little bit and I'm thinking to myself, he's trying to distract himself and I need to, <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was just like, really? And I was like, come on, girl, get a grip, get a grip. And I was like, you know, part of me was like, if anything happens, God forbid, I'm okay with God. I'm, I'm okay spiritually. I'm fine. You know, I could be better, better, you know, but I'm like, if anything happens, there's nothing I can do about it. I have no control over anything but myself. And so even though it was coming on, I did act the flight attendant before we took off can I have a bottle of water? And he was nice enough to give it to me. And I say nice enough because when I did it, the same thing on my return flight, the girl was like, oh, we're still boarded. And it pretty much a no, you know what I mean? So yeah. So the water did help me a little bit. Um, you know, and people don't, I don't think the flight attendants realize that, you know, I know sometimes you have your rules and regulations, but you don't know what people are going through, you know? And, um, but in that moment, I was like, what is going on here? What on earth? And I had to like, really guys, really, really, really have to do some praying, really have to talk to myself and tell myself I was going to be okay. Really had to say, there is absolutely no one on this earth that can help me in this moment only god can help me that's what i had to say no one no one absolutely no one in that moment because everyone on that flight was either okay have different thoughts i even saw people oh the guy in <laughs> the guy in back of me i don't know what he took I think part of me was inside laughing and like all nerves because he took something to knock him out to where he was snoring. You hear me? Snoring so loud. And all I kept thinking was, I wish I had what he had to knock me out a little bit. You know, you know like how the A-team, the show, the A-team with Mr. T, and he was always afraid to fly and they always gave him like a tranquilizer or some medication or something. And then when the flight is over, he just suddenly awakened, you know, stuff like that. Because I was thinking, is he going to wake up in time for his flight? And somehow, I mean, when the flight was over and somehow he did. 
and the guy sitting next to him, Andrew, he and I, he just lives not too far from me in Georgia. And he and I was talking because we both were going to um, um, Jamaica on the connecting flight. And we both missed it. And we just started talking and um, and we were talking about the guy. But I, I, I you know, I, I told Andrew, I said, I wish I had what he, he looked shocked. And I was just like, I mean, as far as you just don't know. Some people are okay with flying. Some people realize that, you know, you can't let fear overtake you. But guys, um, you cannot let fear overtake you from enjoying yourself and enjoying your life. Fear can be very, 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 very crippling. You hear me? Crippling in your mind and your body and everything. And to the point that the fear creeps in and it, it, it constricts you and not let you enjoy your life and live your life. And in that moment, I was like, okay. When the plane landed, I was like, okay, I have one more, <laughs> one more plane to go. But by the time the second plane, I was okay. But that first flight, I was like, what on earth? And if I'm experiencing that, what are people experiencing spiritually out there? What happens when the end of the world comes and and people have to fight against, you know, the good are fighting against evil or evil are trying to attack the good? We have to be spiritually strong. Here I am just taking an airplane. Can you imagine like when that time comes? You know what I mean? It's like, are you spiritually good? That's the question of the day. Are you spiritually good? Are you okay if something happens? Are you leaving everything in the the hands of God? I'm, I I have so much to tell you about this trip that I've learned. I've experienced so much. I've been so open and honest and talkative to so many people. You probably People probably look at me if they knew me when I was younger and say, who is this person? But I think this has always been me. I've always been a talker. I think when we're younger, you know, adults are like, don't talk to strangers and don't do this. But I just look at things a little bit differently now. Um, you know, my son's father had said a while ago that I have matured throughout the years. I think we all have. It's not just me. He has. Everyone has. If you're the same person from when you're a teenager to when you're older, I, I don't think that's kind of good. I mean, have you grown? Have you learned anything? Have you experienced anything? Are you just doing the same thing over and over every day and no change? I don't think that's possible. I honestly don't think that's possible. But I've learned so much. I've been so open. I've been so inviting as far as when I'm at the beach, I was talking to so many people, guys, and so many people were talking back. We were talking about personal stuff and we were talking about everything, you know? So what I'm saying is that the way that I had season 21 lined up, a lot of it had to do with Jamaica. I even had like everything planned out, but guess what? I was in the moment and I didn't do one thing on that list. So what do you think that means? That I have to go back, God's willing, you know what I mean? And whether it's in Jamaica or whether it's some other island or whether it's some other country, I'm like, I'm like, I have to live my life and I have to do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? 
So guys, um, so that is the opening for season 21, guys, to tell you that um, things are going to be a little bit different in season 21. It's not the way that I really wanted it to go, but it is what it is. And maybe everything will come into fruition for season 22. Who knows? But as far as season 21, I may revert back into not posting it on YouTube, like some little um, videos or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, I definitely don't think so because my schedule, me, if you know, then go that when you come off a of vacation, you're like need another vacation just to recuperate or, and you know, your mind and your body is still thinking about the vacation. And it's like, you don't really want to do anything. That's kind of like the mode I was in, am in a little bit and kind of like, I'm like forced back a little bit. In regards to not force force, but you know, it's like reality because it's like for my business, people are, you know, placing orders. And of course I have to, you know, do my work, which is my business. So I can't live in la la land thinking it was so nice. Um, it was well-deserved. Um, if you're a mother out there, whether you have a mate helping you or a helper, mate or whatever, whatever your situation is, my recommendation is to take time for yourself and it's okay. It's perfectly okay to get away and take time with yourself. Go with some girlfriends, go with some friends, whatever the case may be, whether it's by yourself also. Take a couple of days, take a week and just rejuvenate yourself. I really needed it, guys. I needed it. And I, I'm so thankful to Michael, my son's father, because he absolutely took care of me and everything that I said I wanted, he pretty much gave to me. Um, but it wasn't a trip of doing a whole bunch of stuff. It was just me reacclimating myself to my home, to my country, and just getting familiarized with everything again. You know what I mean? But I'm thankful, so thankful for him and his, him and his family for opening up their doors and letting me stay with them. Even though I do still have family in Jamaica. But it just shows you guys how two people, a couple who have gone through a lot and now at this stage in their life and able to do that, you know what I mean? And um, there's so much more that is coming down the line for both of us. So much more that we have to, um, especially me rather, have to think about. <laughs> process and everything so more to come on that and um and I don't know what the future holds you know what I mean um I honestly don't know what the future holds but um we did have quality time because he was just as busy as I was doing some things and we did have quality time to talk about some important things and um and at the end of the day um you know um, we both just want what's best for our son and, um, you know, cause my son is at that stage where he thinks he knows it all and, um, going through a little, you know, patch as well. And now he has some new girlfriend, <laughs> which he kind of like hinted maybe an older woman. I was like, what the heck? But who knows how old, how much older. And it's like, I had to have a, um, talk with him and I had to say to him, you know, give him some advice and 
from a mother's point of view and pretty much I had to say to my son, thank you for all the bad behavior. Thank you for all the good behavior because apparently I'm supposed to handle it and I can't handle it. So thank you. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, my son is very good and he's very kind hearted. Um, you know, he's pretty much like his father as far as um, always helping people and being nicey nicey to people. And I'm kind of like the one that is, um, it's a good thing to have in this rare rarity of this world right now. But be aware and be alert because some people will take your niceness, you know, and try to not be nice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I've learned so much, um, on my trip. Um, but at the end of the day, I had to put Jehovah, which is God, um, in the midst of everything. And another example would be on, on my one of my flights, um, there was this lady, there was also a seat in the middle of us, right? No one was sitting in between us, right? And we, I had to connect to my flight. And basically, she just sat there. And I'm like, hello, you know, like she wasn't about to move. And in that moment, I mean, the doors weren't open to the plane, but she just sat there. She wasn't, she wasn't even reaching for her bags or her pocketbook. And I'm like, OMG. And then people are starting to fill up the aisles. And I can hear another lady say she has a connecting flight. And then people are standing up and then they came on the announcement to say that have a seat because they're not opening up the plane because TSA line is out the door. Can you believe that? So we had to wait 10 minutes, 10 minutes of me connecting to my flight. Oh my gosh. Here's a tip guys. If you're ever connecting to a flight, make sure that your second connecting flight is hours from your original flight, just in case there, if there are any delays. I've learned my lesson during this whole entire trip about traveling with the airplanes, especially with the staff being low, with the new FSC regulations, with the pilots, with every single thing that can possibly happen, happen. <laughs> I just have to laugh at it now. I mean, I think I laughed at it at the moment and sometimes that's all you can do. You know what I mean? Sometimes crying will release some of the tension as well and sometimes laughing will as well. But homegirl was not about to move. So when they said, have a seat, I was like, in my mind, are you kidding me? So anyway, the the doors open and she still wasn't about to move. And I, I, I think I had to say, oh my gosh, I need to connect to my flight or something like that. I said like, oh my gosh, I have a connecting flight too. She still didn't budge. So I was like, you know what? In that moment, I said, you know what, God? I said, you know what? I am not going to be upset at this point, the way this trip has been going, why not? Why not just let her sit there? And I sat down, I sat down and I said, you know what? I said, you know what? God is in your hands at this point. It really is. And I said, I'm not going to be angry with this woman. That's what I said. I said, you know what, God, it helped me to have a, a, a better um, feeling towards this woman. And as soon as I said that, guys, she stood up. And then I looked up and then she reached for my bag and took down my bag for me. Can you believe that? So 
when you're stressed about a certain situation, situation that you feel like you have no control about, just remember to put God into the midst of it and, and think things differently. Now, on my returning flight, the last flight home, which was delayed after delayed and then put up in a hotel and then delayed, you'll see it all on the vlogs um, on YouTube. But basically, I was in the middle this time of two people that were already seated. So, you know, when you're walking onto the plane and you're looking and you see your seat number and the people and you and that person make eye contact to say, yeah, you're going in there next to them. It was an older woman. And I said, I'm going in there. She didn't get up either. I said again, hello, I'm going in there. When I looked down, I saw that she put her bag in mm -hmm the bottom of where I was. So she put it like in front of my seat. And so she's like, let me move the bag. So thinking that she's going to move the bag and then get up, she didn't get up. So she's like, you can get in. I said, oh my gosh. So I said out loud, I'm not that thin. <laughs> I said, let me squeeze in here. You think she would move her legs a little bit for me to get in. No. So I had to like push up on the people in front of me a little bit and say, excuse me. And then she moved her legs a little bit. And then once again, I was faced with being upset. And I was like, you know what? I said, I can't believe this woman is not getting up to let me in. And she thinks that I'm that thin to fit into this space. And this airplane looks tiny enough as it is, you know, because not all airplanes are the same size, you know. And I'm like, I can't believe this. So I'm there struggling to get in. And I got into the seat and I'm looking at her like, you know. And then I said, you know what? And I said, you know what, God? I am not going to be upset with this woman. I'm just, I just can't believe it. Let me just get over it. You know, let me just have, because then I can feel like I was getting a little bit nervous again. It wasn't as bad as the first time out, but something came over me again. And so she talked, she and I had a good conversation, but then she started talking about everything that was like not happy. And then she started telling me that her son died in a car accident. And she started talking about all these things that I didn't want to hear about on the flight. Because I only want to hear happy thoughts. And I said to myself, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe she's talking about all these things. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I guess this is what it is. I can't tell her because in actuality, she's helping me. And maybe I'm helping her by her talking. But then I started slowly putting my headphones in because I needed to hear some of my music and I needed to calm down because if anyone knows me, I don't watch the news. I don't want to hear about anything sad and depressing, especially when I'm on a flight. So I said to myself, wow, this just takes the cake of everything that has happened on the flights. Now this woman is talking about this. Now she's starting to feel depressed and I'm saying to myself, I hope she doesn't cry next to me because of her child. Um, uh, I was just like, oh my gosh. And I said, you know what? So I had to re I had to encourage her. And so it's like, you don't know. So I, then I see her closing her eyes and then I'm over here trying to do my puzzle and listen to the music, but yet have 
my left ear um earplug was not in just in case if she wanted to talk the person right of me she had her blanket covering up her head she then put her head into her lap because she was already freaking out or didn't want to feel the plane taking off i'm like people you just don't realize what somebody else is going through you just don't and sometimes you cannot be upset about a situation or a circumstance and then take it out. I mean, it could have gone left field. It could have gone so many different ways, you know what I mean? And it's like, here we are talking on the plane, you know what I mean? And then um, when it came time for me to come off, both of them just sat. Because I did ask her, was she with the other person next to me? And she said no. So as we're coming off, then she moved her legs a little bit. Then she said, I'm not coming off because I need assistance. So she was actually one of the wheelchair people that they wheeled onto the airplane um, first. And that flight had like nine or ten wheelchair people. And I was like, wow, wow. So she was on her way to Atlanta to be with her grandchild and to help her daughter. But you can clearly see, and she said it, that she loved her son more than her daughter. Well, there you go, folks. That's one parent that actually admits, you know, which one of their kids they like more than the other. And it's, you know, boys are always for their mothers anyway, in the majority of the time. But um, I said, I I've kind of felt what she was feeling as far as the grieving, um, you know, but, um, but that was my trip guys. So I say all this to say that sometimes you can plan and plan out stuff and things just go left field. Things go array just to teach you a lesson in that moment or show you something that you can now take with you, learn from it and share it, especially on your podcast. <laughs> so, because my podcast is all about sharing, you know, it's just a conversation. I may be talking sometimes not with a guest and talking just straight to you. Sometimes just talking out my feelings, but it's still a conversation, something that you can relate with, you know, while on the go. Thank you guys for listening to episode one of Go Ten Lisa season 21. Um, hope that you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys got something meaningful um, from this first episode and there's so much more to come. And I really appreciate you guys listening. So please subscribe. Please subscribe to Go to Lisa Podcast on any podcast app. Be sure to tell a friend and check it out on Instagram and YouTube as well. Until next time, peace, love, bye.